This is the Iyer What Now podcast, in which Mary Thompson and Jerry Thompson explore Ayurvedic principles and make them easy to understand so that you can benefit from this amazing health science. We're glad you're here. Uh, today, we'll discuss the doshas with a focus on kapha. Hope you enjoy it. So welcome. I'm Mary Thompson. I'm here with my brother, Jerry Thompson, and we are talking Ayur What Now? Today, we're going to talk about the doshas. We were talking about vata dosha and pitta dosha previously. And so today, we're going to talk about kapha dosha. And Jerry, did you want to say anything from last week's episode? Well, I'm getting a, um, a good understanding, or at least at the beginning of an understanding of the doshas being something that's out of balance. With uh, vata, it was the air and the ether, or the absence of anything that would be out of balance, and some of the uh, perspective on that has a lot to do with movement, as well as uh, uh, cold and dry, uh, dry, cold and warm, or dry and wet or moist. And the pitta uh, had more to do with uh, fire and water. That'd be like heat, and that the if things got too hot, maybe the water would help to keep it in balance. But they, or it could get, I guess, too wet. And uh, looking at these imbalances, both within um, somebody or a person, as well as just in the environment. So I'm, I'm getting an idea that the dosha is being in balance, and we're using some of the elements as well as the pair of opposites to see or define those imbalances. And, and that's kind of the foundation of, of what a lot of the uh, concepts of Ayurvedic medicine is based on. Is that a fair yeah. assessment? I, that was really well said. That was really well said. Oh, well, so we looked at the doshas. They were, like you said, something that can go out of balance. And mm-hmm. so you had mentioned some of those pairs of opposites. So like if we had a problem that was cold and dry and light and moved, it was kind of mobile, maybe it comes and goes, we have a hot flash, it comes and goes, mm-hmm. then it's got that mobility to it then we'd look towards vata dosha, that there's something going on with the vata dosha. Mm-hmm. And with pitta, you mentioned it had the fire and the water. Pitta always brings the heat. So if I had a symptom that had hot or oily or kind of sharp qualities, then we'd suspect pitta dosha was out of balance because it was about the heat. And today we're going to talk about kapha dosha. Right. And so that's going to be that energy of solidity and stability, kind of our... Well, I'm going to come back to those same words. It's our ability to maintain regularity. It's our ability to kind of maintain form. Would this then be the uh, uh, element of earth? Mm-hmm. So we got earth and water make up kapha dosha. Okay. So you think of, when we think of earth and water, some people might think of mud. I like to think <laughs> of clay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think, and when you go too out of balance, like if I've got too much earth and water, then maybe I am like mud. Maybe I'm just kind of stuck and stagnant and I'm not going to move. And that's going to be an imbalance. That would be kapha dosha imbalance. Mm-hmm. And I like to say clay, just I think clay is a little bit more moldable. It's got, it's malleable, but it also is going to retain its shape over time. And that's kind of the nature of kapha dosha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we look around us, because we always have that macrocosm, microcosm, the macrocosm being everything around us, that kapha dosha is all those things that have a stable form. Think of a tree. So the tree's form 
would have more of the kapha dosha. It's, it's pretty unchanging unless something comes along and changes it. Something comes along and yeah, yeah. cuts the tree down, or you can see the... Get some pitta that catches on fire. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It catches on fire. If the, pitta, if the transformation is too great, the tree becomes firewood. Yeah. But things, you know, the things that grow and change, they've got everything that's living. It's got all three of these doshic energies. Kapha dosha is that stabilizing force or the ability for it to appear the same. Because I'm looking, I'm looking at my window and I've got trees that, you know, they may not have any leaves on them now, but the, but the framework is the same as it was last year, except for there are a few more branches, but basically the trunk's the same. The branches are basically the same. And it's not going to change. And in a few weeks, months, it's going to have leaves and it's going to look completely different. But the framework's the same, the, the, the structure. And so, um, and we could say there are some things that are really unchanging, not having much not life to it. But think of stones and boulders and things. Lots of earth. It's very, very coffee, very slow to change. Mm. And then if we think of kapha in our bodies, Kapha dosha would be those parts of us that have form and structure and change really slowly. Um, so our skeletal system would have some kapha dosha. But I think of all the tissues that have form, you know, muscle tissue and fa uh, fatty tissue, these are going to have a lot more kapha and they can change. We can thicken them or, or lose them, but the actual structure itself is kind of what we think of with kapha dosha. Okay. So it's, it's the structure, the scale, the musculoskeletal system, mm -hmm. the issues that are going on with that. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, so when they have an issue, this is a good point to use the word issue because it brings up what do we, why do we care? Like with the doshas, because sometimes if I have a doshic imbalance, I usually be looking at the dosha in excess. So if vata dosha was about movement, then if I'm moving too much or if I'm moving too erratically, these would all be vata dosha problems. And if pitta dosha is about metabolism and digestion, if I'm metabolizing too quickly, if I'm generating too much heat, burning myself out, those would all be pitta problems. And kapha dosha problems would be ones where I become too stuck, too stagnant. Maybe I'm building too much tissue and now I can't move because I've got all this extra tissue. I remember in high school, there was a young man who was a football player and he really wanted to excel at football. He was about 16 and he got a hold of steroids. And so he um, ballooned up with, with musculature because of his use of steroids, but he ended up on crutches because he couldn't carry his, his skeletal structure didn't grow fast enough, strong enough to hold this increase in his muscular system. So it'd be like a kapha dosha where yeah. it overbuilds, but now you're stuck and you can't move. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so, yeah. So with the doshas, we're always looking at them. I'm, I'm, I'm hesitating because I think, do I always look at them like this? But for our purposes in this podcast, we're always going to talk about the doshas when they're in a state of excess, when vata, when we're moving too much or too weird directions. Pitta, I'm metabolizing too quickly, so I'm creating too much heat. And with kapha dosha, when I overproduce this, this tissue, and I mentioned this because like with my musculoskeletal system, a lot of times the problems are those of decay and breakdown. Mm -hmm. And that wouldn't be necessarily a kapha dosha problem. 
but the type of Cappadocia problems would be when I overgrow muscle tissue and it becomes like muscle tumors and these muscle masses. I'm thinking of fibroids or things like that. Okay. Or if I have excess weight and I've built up a bunch of fat tissue, then that would be a Cappadocia imbalance as well. So it would be more overgrowth, but not uh, um, uh, wasting away or uh, uh, mm -hmm. something of that nature. Okay. Right. Is what cancer call, come under the kapha? Well, you know, it's really interesting. I think it's, cancer usually has all three doshas to an extent. Okay. Um, because you get the mutation of the cell and then it continues to transform but it has no check in place. So it's overproducing and then it transforms. Then you've got this overgrowth of this malignancy. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it, it's really a tricky thing because there's a lot of conditions. Once we can put a name on something, there'll probably be a vata type, a pitta type and a kapha type, depending upon going back to those pairs of opposites. You know, mm -hmm. if a person comes in and tells me they have hypertension, for example, that doesn't tell me a lot from an Ayurvedic perspective. It tells me they yeah. have a symptom of high blood pressure, but for the Vata type, they're probably going to go more into a hardness in the arteries and then, you know, kind of a, a loss of, of the, the fluidity, yeah. more of a dryness and the vessels can't respond. The pit has got inflammation probably. Mm -hmm. And the Kapha type has more of the atherosclerotic plaque. Yeah. So it's, okay. Yeah. All three. So it's one of those, one of those things that as soon as I put a name on it, I'm really looking at something then from a Western medical perspective, and it may be subject to different interpretations about who, how to address it. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's of course what I really like about Ayurveda, because then it says that there's not a one size fits all treatment that's going to go for the individual. Because it'll depend upon which of the doshas is out of balance, what elements are out of balance, and yeah. how those how those opposites. And we identify that with those pairs of opposites. Okay, so it's a, it's the pairs of opposites, and then mm -hmm. it can be looked at from different angles, right? And trying to see which probably has the highest priority uh, or mm -hmm. the biggest influence is the one that you'd address initially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And and a lot of times I will be telling people, oh, we got to look at the backstory because somebody might come in with you know, what caused this? And then you got to find out how have you been eating? What have you been eating? How have you been sleeping? What kind of activities you engaged in? Because that will give you a clue. So if mm -hmm. we're, we're still talking about the doshas, so someone who's created a vata dosha problem probably was doing too much too fast mm -hmm. and never getting any rest. And someone who was doing a pitta problem was probably overheating themselves physically, mentally, with their foods and their activities. Mm -hmm. And then kapha dosha comes in and this person has prob probably been doing too much heavy, moist, dense things. They're eating comfort foods, you know, mm -hmm. mac and cheese and ice cream, and they're not moving a lot yeah. because, the, because the earth and water aren't gonna move. They're just gonna be, be there until they're kind of pushed. So that, and they're gonna put on weight and have mm -hmm. that, that extra overgrowth, okay. right. And then that can cause some blockage in systems. It can stagnate in the body. And then you got different challenges. So the key point of the doshas and why we care about them is they help us identify what's causing symptoms. And then how we treat the dosha is going to be kind of, how do we balance that earth and water of kapha dosha? 
Okay. You know, how, do we, how do we lighten up the earth and get the water kind of moving? Mm -hmm. So it's not pooling up into some place. Okay. So yeah, you and you don't want to have too much water because then you end up with mud. Is that the idea? Yes. <laughs> okay. So. Then you're stuck. They 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 can get married yeah. trying to slog through stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and I was thinking before we started talking today, like as we've talked about vata, pitta, and kapha, you might be thinking about people you know, mm -hmm. and thinking okay. you know the vata person is someone who's going to be talking fast, talking a lot, changing directions. Mm -hmm. I think of our mom used to be very Vata at the end of yeah. her life where she'd, oh, yeah. she'd start talking about one thing, then she'd talk about a second thing, and then she'd trail mm -hmm. off into talking about nothing, you know? It's, yeah. Well, and, so, well and, and there was a lot of that throughout her life, I think. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> okay. That's true. Yeah. And then the Pitta nature people or the Pitta dosha that you might, people that you might know are going to have a lot of intensity. They've always got a mission. I think in our news right now, we see a lot of pittas because there's a lot of people waving banners for something mm, and they're very okay. angry at the other for being different than they are. <laughs> and so that's going to be a very pitta way to be because for pittas, it's, there's, there's two ways to be. One is the right way and that, that's their way. And mm. two is everybody else's way. <laughs> it's it's, it's a not, real narrow focus. Right. Mm. A very black and white. Yeah. It's either good or it's bad. And that's going to be it. And then the Kapha Dosha people in our life are the solid, stable ones, the ones that are relatively unchanging over time. You would, you probably would know how, where this person's going to go on vacation because they would like to go to the same places year after year. I find when talking to Kapha Doshas, they're people, they are more reflective. They think before they speak. You think of how earth and water is, it's solid and stable over time. And that's the way they're going to be. Okay. So, so they, now I'm, I'm trying to differentiate between somebody that is intense and very narrow focused to somebody that's unchanging. Mm. And uh, uh, it, it, is that, it, it is, how, how would you differentiate between those okay. two uh, uh, descriptions? Okay. That's a good question. The person, the, the person who's very intense, focused, black, white, usually is going towards a goal. They have an idea of some way they want to change the world because they're about transformation. That pit is always about transforming something in some way for the better. And so they're going to be really focused and intense on their goal and be very steadfast in approaching that. Mm -hmm. The Kapha type is more attached to their past. The way things have been done before is the way they should be done in the future. So they're, they're not so much attached to the goal as they're attached to um, being, having more, having more of the same going forward, you know, so it's more like we should all just get along. When I think of it okay. in, yeah. in terms of stubbornness, because both the mm -hmm. person who's black and white can be very stubborn and the person who's kind of got more earth and water, the kapha dosha, can be very stubborn. So and, kapha can also be very stubborn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. But for different reasons. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking you come up to a path and you say, I would like to say, you're walking with your, your pitta friend and you say, I would like to take this path. And they say, no, we're going to take this path. And you say, oh, but I've never been on this path before. We can do that path another day. We're going to take this path today. 
So they're stubborn because they want you to do what they're going to do. That'd be pitta. Yeah, that'd be pitta because they want, they have a, they have a goal. They've got a mission that they're going to do and they don't want to switch it off. Now the Kafadosha person is, could also be stubborn. They're also going to have that. I want to go on this path because that's the path I always go on. And you say, but I want to take this other path. I've never been on that path. And they say, well, I think you should take that path then, but I'm going to take okay. this one. So, so then the Kafa would be more accepting of other points of view, mm-hmm. whereas Pitta is thinking it, it's, it, I'm the one that's right, so you must be wrong. Right. Would that be fair? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So, so Kafa would be more accepting. Mm-hmm. I also, I, I often use this example too. If you had a Vata Pitta and Kafa friend mm-hmm. and you have a problem, so you go to mm-hmm. the Vata friend with your problem, Mm-hmm. The Vata friend's going to reflect back to you a time when they've had a similar problem. Yeah, and just talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah just about, oh, this is what mm-hmm. I, yeah, I remember I had that mm-hmm. same thing. You and I, because they want to have that um, mm-hmm. back and forth. And it might be an interesting exercise, but it doesn't get you problem solved. Mm-hmm. You go to a Pitta friend with a problem, and they're going to say, you know what you need to do. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to do. And they're going to tell you, and they're going to expect you to take their advice and move forward and do the thing they're advising. The Kafa friend is much more likely you tell them the problem to say, oh, that sounds terrible. Is there some way I can help you? Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to yeah. let you have your own experience of it and they'd like to support you. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good to have all three friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so you can choose, who do I want to talk to today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so if, you, if you just want a quick, easy answer, you go to the PETA person. Yeah, they're going to they're yeah, yeah, tell yeah, you, that, oh, yeah, you know what you yeah. need to do. Yeah. And what I find most frustrating is they're usually right. You know, they, mm-hmm. they can see a good, clear pathway, but it may not be a gentle pathway. It may be, you know, the end justifies the means. You just need to get in there and crack some heads. And it's be like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but so, but they're going to have a more direct. I think we talked about animals too. Like with Vata, it was more the, the flighty animals, like a hummingbird or a bumblebee mm-hmm. or things like mm-hmm. that. And Pitta's more the sting of the bumblebee but a bull or something else that's really direct. Whereas Kafadosha is going to be more, I think like a tortoise. It's mm-hmm. got, it's going to move slowly towards its goals. It's got a lot of earth and water. And if something gets in the way of its goal, it might just stop there. Mm-hmm. And not, it's, they're not going to have as much anger about something, but they're, but they often struggle with obstacles, you know, that it takes a long time to, to work around an obstacle. So I'm looking at the, I'm thinking, I'm going to go back to nature because I always want to make sure that when I talk about the dosha that it's all around us. I, I tend right. to personalize them and just throw them onto people all the time. You just I think, think they're of, humans. Yeah, yes. it's not humans, it's everything. Yeah. It's everything. And so if you look, took something like a tree and the tree's growing in a place and there is a fence, over the course of years, the tree's probably going to grow around the fence. Or we've seen mm. this like so right a, through it and, and consume it mm-hmm, right yeah. it'll just kind of become part of it because mm-hmm. it's it's going to be a little bit unrelenting that's going to keep a move a glacier mm-hmm. earth and water moving it'll make a lot of changes but it's going to move really slowly you won't see the changes until it's passed okay so do you have any questions as far as that come up for you around this concept of dosha I, I'm I'm still 
I, I don't know if I know enough yet to ask questions. Okay. <laughs> but I, I'm getting a feel for it, but it's basically being in balance and it's using mm -hmm. some of the concepts that we've discussed about uh, um, opposites and um, the basic elements to support the idea of what would be balance and, mm -hmm. and trying to maintain balance. And, right. and it does seem like there's an awful lot open to interpretation and I'll get to understand it better, but it's using that those tools to say what would be the proper balance and then looking at, like you say, everything in the earth, anything in the world that seems to have a, a reflection of, of those or, or part of those is to what it is and how it works and its place in, um, in life or in just uh, existence. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm getting a, a concept of it. It's hard having not grown up with it to have this because it's like a totally different perspective of looking at things than I'm um, used to with uh, basic Western right. education and, and, and life. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so it takes some time to get that, uh, that in. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think, too, in our Western culture, we really value Pitta. We really value mm. people who can see where they're going and get things done. I think it's the oh, whole westward yeah. ho dynamic yeah, of, yeah. Um, of making things happen and changing things. Mm -hmm. Manifest and, destiny. Right. Over exactly. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's my way or the highway. It's like yeah. the whole idea with manifest destiny is, oh, I, I get to have dominion, <laughs> dominion over all of you people. That's my, that's yeah, my yeah, way yeah. of. Now you're just wasting away with all these resources and I want to uh, make things of them. <laughs> right. And I, it's my destiny to yeah, do that. Right. So that's it's right. like, we, so. we really value that quality. And uh, I often think if you look at the U S like it would have been those people that had more Pitta that, that came over across from Europe and landed sure. there and said, we're going to make this happen here because they were angry about what was going on where they were. And they come over here and they're going to make this new land. Yeah. And now I think among those people, you had some people who had more kafa, some people who had more pitta dosha, some people had more, mm -hmm. more vata. And the vatas kept exploring. They kept going further and further west. So you come to the west coast, if there wasn't an ocean, we'd be moving further. But that's why we get more of the kind of that vata. There's a lot of movement that happens on the west coast. There's a lot of um, forward thinking or, I don't know, kind of outside the box. I had a brother-in-law at one time who would refer to it as the land of fruits and nuts and flakes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of california and then yeah. of course we have lots of pittas too so on the west coast we have a lot of pitta a lot of vata sure on the, on the east coast we have more kapha a lot of people came and settled and so you have these mm -hmm. people with really strong connections yeah to the and I, I i'm thinking now along those lines that when i was um teaching i had an awful lot of immigrants that would be mm -hmm. students or, or either them or their parents would be um from like the uh, somewhere in Asia and, and even Africa and other parts of the country who were very peta uh, uh, in their um, presentation because they're so focused on coming to the United States. And I used to say that, I remember when I talk about cultural values and stuff, that the United States is very fortunate to have people who have a drive and a, a feeling about that I'm going to get something better and they're going to come to the United States and it isn't easy. And of course, the people that actually were immigrants understood, yeah, it wasn't easy for me to get here. I had to sacrifice a lot and uh, uh, give up a lot to, to make it here. And that I said, that, that's kind of what America, the advantage that America has is it's got all these uh, 
meet a, a, a people that come and make things and do things and uh, uh, have such a, a drive and a focus to find something different and um, to, to do it here. Uh, uh, certainly Google started with uh, immigrants and other uh, uh, things of that nature. And, and it's kind of bizarre that the um, Kafa people are the ones that are kind of saying, hey, you're, you're, you're coming here and you're changing everything. You know, we speak English around here. Uh, uh, we don't need your kind and, and sort of idea. And yet they, they're sort of resistant to the change. So, I mean, I, I, although I initially was thinking, um, well, the, the uh, uh, Pizza people were kind of uh, overpowering and, and demanding, and yet uh, they get things done. Yes. And not that uh, Kafa people don't get it done, but they like the way it's been done all along, and they're probably exactly. really resistant to change. And and Vata, ah, whatever, you know, I'll talk to you about. It. Yeah, that sounds good. I, I I could see doing some of that stuff, and I could see uh, sitting at home and <laughs> having right. a beer or whatever, and well, yeah, and just sort of flowing with uh, what's happening. So I I can sort of understand the different um, directions. I guess maybe maybe that's a a real. Uh, uh, rudimentary value. Oh, that's terrific. I always think of, um, I worked with school-age kids. Of course, I was in childcare, and yeah, I'd see yeah. the Vata kids were the ones who were into drama, they were into art, they would come up, mm -hmm. they'd make up games that didn't have rules, and they would just, they'd just play. There was nothing, no mm -hmm. structure to it. My Pitta kids were the captains of the teams. They said, they'd come in and say, this is what we're going to do today, and we're going to they'd make the rules and they'd, they always mm -hmm. were really rule bound. You know, you got to know who's got, there's got to be a winner and a loser and they're going to have it. And then the Kafa kids were the ones that just filled in the roles. Like they, they filled in the, the Vata kids and say, Oh, you come over here and play with us. We're going to do this thing. They go, okay, mm -hmm. fine. We'll go do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the Pitta kids were the ones say, okay, you're on my team. And then say, okay. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you need that. You need all three because if we just have one, we're, you know, if we just had the vata, we're, we're kind of like herding cats, you know, we're all going to yeah. go out our own directions. And if we just have the pittas, it's too many chiefs, you know, too many people yeah, telling yeah, you yeah. what direction to go. And they're going and different with, directions. Yeah. And yeah. just the kafas, it's everybody's kind of, hey, you know, we're, everything's fine. Everything's fine yeah. as it is. Yeah. <laughs> and so... So that brings us to the end of kind of our introduction to the doshas of okay. what does a dosha mean? And then what we're going to do is do a deep dive into each of the different types. So the next few podcasts will be about vata dosha, you know, kind of Good. looking at what does that look like in the body? What's a symptom that's like that? We'll go deeper mm -hmm. with those. Okay, good. Because I, um, although I have a little brief introduction into doshas, mm -hmm. I, I still need to hear more about it and, uh, and, and how it applies to uh, humans as well as the uh, uh, rest of existence. <laughs> Yeah, because now we'll take it down real personal. That'll be about Great. how does it show up for us. Good. Okay. okay. Well, thank you very much, Mary. Yeah, well, thank you, Jerry. So this is Mary Thompson and Jerry Thompson saying thank you for listening. And we will see you next time. We wish you good health. Okay. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash iyourwhatnow. You can always find us for free wherever you find your podcasts. And remember to subscribe so you'll have access to the latest episodes. We're glad you're here.